space to also benefit that station as an alternative to continue in college road. And so we think it would effectively improve both alternatives. Cycling is going to the right side of that. Because today I'm more interested in the second element of our argument, and that is the requirement that the incarceration or the manner of its imposition um, should be justified. So the, um, our, our, our argument relies on the thought that the offender's autonomy would be increased compared to the level of autonomy he would have if he also hadn't been in jail. So compared to the level of autonomy if he did something good, he would have any other um, option. But um, we could wonder, can we so simply read this incarcerated level of autonomy as um, as a, a point of comparison in this way, um, if the incarceration or the manner of its imposition is unjustified. So to clarify this question a bit more, so just think of Alan Turing in the early 50s, who was um, convicted of for gross indecency because of homosexuality. And um, so he was made the center taxation officer. So he had a choice between center taxation or incarceration, chose central taxation and uh, yeah, before um, sentencing him to decide a couple of years later. Now intuitively we think, or at least some people might think that intuitively it just there is something something problematic about saying, well, you know, if the fee offer increased his autonomy um, compared to not giving him the offer, just giving the uh, possibility of incarceration. Um, so um, offering him Central taxation is justified. Now, of course, one uh, sort of obvious explanation for this decision might be that, well, you know, he since the incarceration uh, wasn't justified and he had been convicted for being homosexual, the only permissible thing for the state was uh, to do was to overturn his conviction, uh, prevent him from uh, being incarcerated. But um, and this is important. So suppose that the state was just not going to do this because they were unwilling to do this or unable to do this, at least in the short term or, or near term or future. And the only options on the table are either unjust, justifiably incarcerate Turing or offer him sentence uh, taxation as an alternative to um, the unjustified incarceration. Um, can we sort of simply appeal to an Um, we think that some people still might find this intuitively um, problematic. And to uh, elucidate this intuition a bit more, I um, just want to say something about an, another case, so this doesn't have anything to do with central taxation, but it might help to bring out the intuition about central taxation. So this is uh, Thomas van der Beleke, and he's a, he's a, a Belgian uh, sex offender. And, um, so in his case, the incarceration is perfectly justified because he raped several women and killed one of them. Um, but the manner of its imposition is unjustified. So he's just been in prison for more than 30 years without appropriate psychiatric care. Um, he should have been in a specialized psychiatric unit. At, and, and also the conditions of Belgium 
prisons are deplorable. I mean, Belgium, Anthony Biden, Belgium has been accused from using violation uh, convention against torture uh, because the, the conditions are so bad. Now, as he uh, requested euthanasia, uh, citing psychological suffering as a reason. And um, to cut a long story short, it would probably have been legal for a doctor to um, fulfill his euthanasia request in Belgium. However, even though it's legal, many people thought it was morally problematic because um, his request was probably at least partly driven by the unjustified circumstances in prison. So here, many people sort of objected uh, to giving him the option of euthanasia. Now, I just mentioned this case because I think, well, so suppose the choice for him wouldn't have, wasn't between um, either unjustified incarceration or euthanasia, but between unjustified incarceration or, say, undergoing chemical castration. So many people might also have the intuition that there is something wrong by um, yeah, justifying, giving him the choice of chemical castration just by saying, well, that would increase his autonomy. Because some people, um, well, actually, people would have argued that it was actually justified to give him the choice to uh, undergo euthanasia because it would increase his autonomy. I think many people find that intuitively interesting. Obviously, someone in here in complete shock. <laughs> I think many people find that intuitively problematic. Is it short term or problematic? Yeah, yeah, well, depends. Yeah, for euthanasia uh, request in the short term, but the chemical castration could be both short and long term. But this, this is just to sort of show that people would actually have this intuition that it's there's something wrong um, with, with this and he's saying no one <laughs> anyway. So consider two options. So the one is this one is the state unjustifiably incarcerated sex offender. Option two, the state offers chemical castration as an alternative to continued unjustified incarceration. So the claim would then be that two is morally preferable to one if it will effectively increase defendant's current and overall future autonomy as compared to simply requiring further unjustified incarceration. So this is an extension in some sense of the argument being made in this other case. So this extends to unjustified incarceration. And um, so as I, and, and the aim of our paper is to sort of investigate whether um, the intuition that there's something wrong with the claim uh, can be vindicated. And I'm gonna, well, in, the, in our draft paper, we sort of go through four possible objections against the claim. I'm just gonna mention two now because of time constraints. And we conclude that none of these assert um, that the claim is uh, wrong. Okay, so that was just setting up the problem uh, and explaining um, the intuition people might have about um, the claim. So one possible objection might be that the claim cancels replacement compulsion with coercion. So if uh, an offender, a sex offender is incarcerated, there's no other option available um, than remaining in prison. He's subject to a very high degree of compulsion. So that is no other option for him. Now, if the incarceration is justified and the chemical castration offer is made, 
recycling or increasing ability and to avoiding um, the possibility of waiting for bread. So I think in this context um, of temporal taxation, um, we think that it's that reasons to avoid waiting for bread are probably much less strong uh, than the increase in autonomy we would be able to create by offering temporal taxation, uh, even as an alternative to unjustified incarceration. Okay, and then just one, um, one other reason why um, coercion may be worse than um, compulsion is that it expresses some special sort of disrespect towards the coerced person, and that poses a certain respect that is morally worse than the disrespect expressed when one compels um, a person. So the idea here is um, that when one um, compels someone, when one coerces someone, one actually uses that person's agency as a tool to achieve the coercive uh, goal. So the person's agency is used or sort of value as an Whereas in the case of um, compulsion, um, the agentive merely overrides um, the person's agency. So the person's agency can be seen as having value in itself. It's just that it's thought to be outweighed by other considerations. And um, academics have been argued um, for the last few months in their paper that um, someone's agency as a tool expresses some special sort of disrespect towards the person some, in a way that is morally worse than um, the sort of disrespect uh, expressed by just sort of disregarding someone's agency. And um, so no, we think that there is actually more of a relevant difference between sort of using someone's agency as a tool to achieve one's own goals and overriding someone's agency we think, um, yeah, that it's definitely uh, not all, not always um, worse to use someone's agency as a tool. So, just to give an example, we usually think that it's acceptable for the state to um, use powerful disincentives um, to convince people to get their vaccinations. Um, so then they use the people's agency as a tool to achieve the state's goals. Then to sort of forcibly um, I think we probably usually think that it's um, yeah, not so problematic to use people's agency as a tool if, if the goal um, is, is for the benefit of, of the, the person. And that would be the case in temporal taxation. Like if, if we um, sort of use their agency as a means to achieve the goal, um, yeah, then, um, then that would probably be in their benefit So we just uh, think that um, though there is this uh, difference between using someone's agency as a instrumentally or merely overriding someone's agency, um, yeah, it's not clear that it's always uh, worth uh, all things considered to use um, someone's agency as a tool. 
Um, and so at the very least, we think that a lot more work would need to be shown um, to, to um, sort of, well, in general, to show that um, coercion uh, is sort of worse than, than, than compulsion in this case. So we think uh, that that's not really clear. There might be other reasons, of course, but um, yeah, the ones we considered are not sort of completely Providing uh, or, or taking away incentives for the state 
situation where they're under precarious conditions, so the state could just be sent with vessels, you know, the, in the EU are left just with solutions to their bad, bad circumstances in prison, uh, and just there's not really anything to improve them and say, well, sent with vexation will, will solve uh, the problem. Um, better to get them out of prison and to sort of make prison better. And yeah, objection for things that more in 